That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Did you ever see anything about Seska that made you suspicious? The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, January 12, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 722 of the Biden-Harris administration, 663 days until the 24 presidential election. Find me on Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and our Patreon is bobseskashow.com. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. Here we go. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. Also from the Stephanie Miller Show. StephanieMiller.com. Freespeech.org to watch it on the TV. And David Ferguson, his music project is called Astral Summer. Astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Yeah. Hi, Goth Ninjas. Hello. Good morning. We're going to talk about this uh, Joe Biden document story because fortunately, I think the big breaking news for the day, and I'm certainly trying to curse myself here, but I think the breaking news for the day is done. But then again, you know, who the fuck knows? We're going to finish the show and then some huge bombshell is probably going to drop. But in the meantime, there's been a special counsel appointed by Merrick Garland to look into the Biden documents that have been discovered uh about 10 documents were found at the penn biden center in a locked closet and then today we find out that there were more documents at biden's house now we don't know if these are top secret documents we don't know if they're labeled tssci that's unclear at this point these documents could just be labeled confidential which case Not a problem. And from the rumors I've been hearing, it looks like the documents could be copies or printouts of the president's daily brief Mm. from when Joe Biden was vice president. So we have these new documents found at Joe Biden's home in Delaware, which (laughs) this could turn out to be a gigantic nothing. I would bet right now that it probably is. Right. And and to be clear, before we go any further, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm all over the place with this. But just to be clear, I think this is a fuck up. I think this is an unforced error. I mean, yeah. in my banter piece this week, I led off with some historic context by way of FDR at the beginning of World War II. And what I explained in the piece is that when uh, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and we were getting ready to, to declare war against uh, Germany and Japan, FDR called in his FBI director and said, are we doing anything that's going to make us look ridiculous? Are we doing anything that's going to make us look like hypocrites as we fight back against fascism and imperialism? 
And the FBI director said, well, you know, there are these things, there are these uh, uh, camps in the South where they sweep up black people using ridiculous Jim Crow era laws like vagrancy. Like if you can't prove that you're employed, if you don't have, you know, papers, please kind of thing. Well, then you can be thrown into the Jim Crow kangaroo court system and spit out into what's referred to now as neo-slavery, where black people were sent, and this is long after the 13th Amendment, where black people were sent into coal mines and backwoods plantations as basically slaves of the penal system. But we're talking about the completely unfair, unjust Jim Crow era penal system. And so what FDR did when he was told about that by the FBI director is go down and shut that down. (laughs) Get rid of those things because we don't want uh, the Japanese and the Germans and the Italians, the Axis powers, to use that as propaganda against the United States in our war effort. So that's what happened. It was shut down. FDR made sure to clean up his own house first before prosecuting World War II. And quite honestly, Joe Biden should have done that. He should have sent in his team, you know, whether it's his uh, personal lawyers or White House counsel people, which they did. I mean, that's what happened this past fall. But it's too late. By that point, it may be almost two years too late. Should have happened right at the beginning of the administration, right when they got wind that NARA and the DOJ was uh, getting stonewalled by Donald Trump about all of these classified documents. And they had advanced knowledge of that well ahead of the raid at Mar-a-Lago in August. So that should have been a thing. But all of that said, I'm still furious with the shoddy reporting or the shoddy promotion of shoddy reporting that's going on surrounding this, whether it's CBS News or CNN, and also, obviously, the both-siderism, the false equivalence. There is no similarity whatsoever between finding maybe whatever it happens to be. Right? We know 10 documents so far. It could end up being 15, 20 documents by the end of the day. Uh, there's no comparison between that and 300-plus documents found by Donald Trump, which he'd been stonewalling and obstructing subpoenas and uh, requests from NARA to get those documents back, insisting they belong to him. Plus, he had them in his desk drawer. He had them in his office closet, obviously, in order to access them because he believed they were his property and still are. He still believes that they're his property because he's still pushing back against, uh, you know, Jack Smith and uh, the grand jury. So that's just the beginning. That's just the tip of the iceberg of the false equivalence between the Joe Biden story and this story. Nevertheless, uh, this special counsel's name is Rob Herr from the state of Maryland. He is the former U.S. attorney. He may still be the U.S. attorney. I'm not sure exactly on that. We're still getting information about this guy. But he was appointed to the District of Maryland by Donald Trump. He's a former clerk of William Rehnquist. So we're we're talking about a conservative U.S. attorney. And again, someone who was made U.S. attorney by Donald Trump in 2017. So unimpeachable. But obviously Donald Trump will find something where the guy's third cousin somewhere in, you know, 2018 was very, very rude, very, very mean, very, very vicious to Trump. He'll probably find something like that. 
Suffice to say, you can't impeach. If you're a Republican, you can't say Rob Herr is a Biden a disciple. Operative, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so now, now, so will the House of Representatives stop the idea of defunding the DOJ now? No, absolutely investigating, not. But they're investigating Joe Biden, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to certainly form a select committee. To investigate this because they're little children. They're little petty little uh, schoolyard bullies who operate based on vengeance, not on facts or reality. You did this to us, so fuck you. We're going to do it right back to you. That's the operating principle behind the House Republicans right now. There's no substance behind wanting to do this. I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) Exactly Exactly. right. It's exactly what this is. So, and here was the statement from the White House Counsel's Office. This was released yesterday. And again, you got to compare this to all of the fuckery that's coming from the Trump people, especially Donald Trump himself. So here's the statement from Richard Sauber, special counsel to the president. As we stated previously, we are fully cooperating with the National Archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in possession of the archives. And by the way, the archives didn't even know these files were missing. That was my question. It's like they know what's missing because they know the FBI knows what's been handed out and yada yada and what's not back where it's supposed to be. Yep. So it sounds mm-hmm. like these aren't important enough for them to be concerned that the, the previous vice president, now currently president, who could legally declassify anything right now. Yep. Um, it, it, and the fact of the matter is that the Biden people found this stuff on their own, turned it over. Yeah, you know, immediately and, did what they were supposed to do. Exactly. I mean, this is just such an – oh, my God. Yes, you're right. It's an unforced – it was an error that shouldn't have happened yeah, but by yeah. the same token. They weren't worried about moving things around for a year, so he had other things on his mind. So it's mm-hmm. just it's mind-bogglingly stupid. Well, the statement continues by saying here, following the discovery of government documents at the Penn-Biden Center in November 2022 and coordinating closely with the Department of Justice, the president's lawyers have searched the president's Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach, Delaware residences, the other locations uh, where files from his vice presidential office might have been shipped in the course of the 2017 transition. The lawyers completed that review last night it should have happened in january february of 2021 but all right exactly during the review the lawyers discovered among personal and political papers a small number of additional obama biden administration records with classified markings all but one of these documents were found in storage spaces in the president's Wilmington residence garage. One document consisting of one page was discovered among stored materials in an adjacent room. No documents were found in the Rehoboth Beach residence. As was done in the case of the Penn Biden Center, the Department of Justice was immediately notified and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of these documents. The White House will continue to cooperate with the review by the Department of Justice. One of the upsides of this, though, is in that garage was also Joe Biden's Corvette. And it was funny to watch uh, the president this morning talking to reporters, getting ambushed by Peter Ducey, by the way, uh, talking about his Corvette a bunch of times, which is just a cool thing. Hearing Joe Biden talk about, well, that's my Corvette. It's right there next to my Corvette. That's where I keep my Corvette. It's locked up with my with my Corvette. Which I keep locked up because it's my Corvette. Yes. By the way, did I tell you I had a Corvette? (laughs) Still do. It's a great Corvette because I'm cool. And Corvettes are kind of cool. 
Well, at least in the context of are. Yeah, yeah, the Joe Biden vibe, the Joe Biden, uh, Dark Brandon vibe. It's perfect. I kind of want to know that Mark Hamill and Joe Biden occasionally go out and race Corvettes in summer. <laughs> <laughs> we just watched Corvette Summer the other night. Uh, you know what? I got to see that again. I haven't seen that maybe in 40 years. I got to check that out. And it's one of Kimberly's favorite Mark Hamill movies. You know, I think she likes that more than Star Wars, quite honestly. <laughs> so we'll have, yeah. Oh my God, yes. Corvette Summer is absolutely a Kimberly Johnson movie. It's one of those movies where you just mention Corvette Summer to her, and then you'll get maybe a 35 minute monologue around Corvette summer. So we got to check that out this, maybe this weekend. So uh, now Joe Biden is going to be damaged politically, of course, though it's unclear how much Republicans are going to get a non-scandal scandal to shriek about for a while. Trump, the new, you can keep your doctor. Yes. I was concerned yesterday before the events of today that this could blunt the investigation into Trump, at least from a political point of view. Like Jack Smith might be more hesitant to prosecute Trump, to indict Trump, but I think that all changes today. With Rob Herr, a Trump appointee looking into this, I think that makes everything happening on the Trump side full green light. Uh And part of that is the fault of the Republicans. Because the more they make a stink about how badly Joe Biden violated the law, and oh my God, did Hunter Biden have access to those files next to the Corvette? And did he give them to Ukraine? (laughs) Oh my God, we got to find out. Well, every time they start screaming that, it further vindicates why their own guy should be prosecuted. Mm -hmm. Because if Joe Biden's got 10 documents and Donald Trump's got 300 documents, you can't possibly make a case at least... To rational yes, people, you and then can. Again, yeah, well, if that's you're a Republican, you know, yeah. I mean, but I'm talking to do it. When I'm talking about making a convincing case, I'm talking about the swing voters. I know, right. obviously, I've been doing this long enough to realize that the red hats are—they've gone bye-bye, and they will not be convinced of anything. That's the whole point of there being red hats and a red hat entertainment complex. Is that they've already gotten locked into their epistemic bubble, so therefore the Republicans can feed them anything and they'll believe anything. That being said, though, there are still independent voters, there are still swing voters that will decide elections. And in that regard, this is where the appointment of Rob Hur will benefit the entire prosecution of Donald Trump, make it seem more valid, make it seem like the president's administration right now and Merrick Garland are acting on the level, doing the right thing, not stonewalling an investigation, in fact, launching an investigation. So Sadly, I'm, I don't think it's going to make much of a difference, especially with a D.C. Beltway, both siderism media that's that true. has been salivating yeah. for the, uh, the Biden administration to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a woman named Carol Lee on from NBC yesterday who you know, broke yeah. the story with Ken Delanian. <laughs> yeah. And she was like sitting there trying to force herself not to grin like a fucking goat eating briars because, I mean, she was so excited. And I mean, and I was watching her like force her mouth not to like the muscles around her lips were bunching up to keep herself from splitting open into the biggest shit eating grain you ever saw. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. I was just, you know, they're so excited to finally have a, a, a Biden administration mistake to jump on. And that piece was a piece of shit. The Kendallanian Carol Lee article. Yeah. You know why it was a piece of shit? Because it was unfinished. It was 
we found more documents. And end of story. That was the piece that dropped from NBC News yesterday that you're talking about, David. Mm -hmm. As an editor, I never would have allowed that piece to move forward. They had no additional information. How many documents, what the content of the documents were, where the documents were found. Were they additional documents found at the Penn Biden Center? Were they documents found at uh, Joe Biden's home? None of these questions were answered by that piece. So I almost entirely disregarded it. It was like, this is just a cynical ratings and engagement grab. That's mm. the, the original CBS News exclusive, that tweet. As I was filing my banter story last night, that tweet from CBS News with the exclusive screamer headline, 6.2 million views on that tweet. Yes, congratulations, CBS News. You got your 6.2 million views, but you completely steamrolled any sort of decent journalism. Because while the story, generally well-written, I mean, it was an exclusive, so they did some digging. They did some actual, you know, boots-on-the-ground reporting. But the way it was packaged, the way it was promoted was entirely misleading. So I already, I already went off on that on, on Tuesday's show. I don't need to do it again. But uh, that was just the beginning of it. And here in, in just a second, uh, we're going to talk about yet another example. And it's a little bit of a delayed reaction from me. Uh, I have to talk about a story in a little bit regarding immigration and migrants and the border and a NBC News story that dropped last fall. But we'll get into that in just a second. But meantime, uh, Joyce Vance, whose opinion I respect significantly, said this on Twitter today. She said, Finding documents in Biden's Wilmington residence may change the analysis as to him. And of course, that's true. The DOJ will investigate. And of course, she tweeted this prior to the appointment of the special counsel. But it does not change the analysis as to Trump. Excuse me. I'm about to belch. So I'm going <laughs> to. It started to come on. You hate. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. But it does not change the analysis as to Trump, who deliberately removed and refused to return classified documents when asked and obstructed the investigation. Obstructed the investigation is a gigantic understatement, quite honestly. I mean, he did the whole mine, mine, mine. These are mine, 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 and you can't have them. Insisting uh, counter to the law that, uh, that those files belong to him just because he thought about them. Just because he wished them to be his. Andrew Weissman said, it's unclear how A.G. Garland can justify, based on the Biden docs, known facts, the appointment of a special counsel. So Andrew Weissman's actually not in favor of a special counsel under mm -hmm. DOJ guidelines. But it's worth noting, he said, that such an appointment will have the effect of making it more viable slash palatable for Jack Smith to bring Mar-a-Lago charges yep. against Trump. So absolutely, yep. that's true. So I'm willing to go down this road. Obviously, this is not something that is fabricated or the, the files weren't planted. I've seen some comments on yeah, Twitter no, along these lines. Republicans planted the file. No, no, that's no, no, not no, what no. happened. The, these were documents found by Biden's own lawyers. And so uh, there was nothing along those lines. There's no conspiracy. Let's not go down that road. Just let this play out. Because it's going to play out just like the Benghazi investigation played out, no wrongdoing, just like the email uh, thing, the email server, the homebrew server, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton's emails played out. Obviously, the Republicans are going to 
relentlessly crap their cages about this. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing thing. But once again, as we were saying before, it's only going to be for the benefit of people who already support Donald Trump and support the Republican Party. So it's not going to really move the needle at all. And whatever needle moving that happened in the last couple of days have, has been completely reversed by the appointment of the special counsel. So that's all good news. I want to talk now, I, I mentioned a second ago, about um, the border and migrants and the biggest dope in the United States Senate, who is Marsha Blackburn. <laughs> Obviously, there's been this thing. Here, farmer, Marsha Blackburn. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So like all the Republicans going down to the border and virtue signaling about the gigantic immigration crisis that they claim is happening right now, when in fact, these are migrants escaping war crimes. They're looking for a safe place. They're coming for the American dream. They're here for positive reasons. It's not an invasion. Seeking asylum. Yes, exactly right. So Marsha Blackburn posted a video where she was, looks like it was outside like a courtyard Marriott, but (laughs) near the border. It was like the El Paso courtyard Marriott or something like that. And she said here on Twitter, this was two days ago, border patrol agents are telling me the number one thing they need to help protect our country is for President Biden to simply enforce the immigration laws we currently have in place. Since Biden took office, over 4.3 million migrants have attempted to illegally enter our country. I'm going to read that one more time. Attempted to illegally enter our country. House Sparks quote tweeted this and made all the points. So I'm just going to read his tweet (laughs) here. First of all, attempted. (laughs) Yes, they attempted, but they didn't make it. How do you didn't th- succeed. How do you think we know? How do you think we know the number? Hal continued by saying, maybe stop telling people the border is wide open and they won't attempt so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duh. Yes, of course. They're constantly screaming, oh, open borders. America is open for business. And why, oh, why are people attempting to enter the country? How do they know the border is wide open? Well, because we're telling them like idiots. Second, Hal continues, those are crossings, not individuals. Title 42 is exaggerating the number, which is why the GOP wants to keep it. And third, buy some leave-in conditioner. Fuck, he wrote. (laughs) Thank you, Hal. Seriously. Mega Worldwide on YouTube, you got to subscribe. Smash that like button, whatever they say on YouTube. And then I wanted to look this up because I, some point over the last three days, Jim Jordan tweeted about the border and I obviously with a bunch of bullshit about the wall, about Trump's wall. That was specifically the context of Jim Jordan's tweet, something about the wall. It was like, nice wall. And so I tweeted back a couple of things about the wall, right? About how it's not a wall, it's a fence and how all Donald Trump did was replace existing wall with a fence or whatever it was. And, oh, my God, the swarm of bots and trolls with one follower. There must have been, I don't know, four or five dozen of them who appeared in the replies under my reply to Jim Jordan. And they were all screaming about three million border crossings under what? Joe Biden. They, that was the talking point. Three million people have entered the country under Joe Biden and how much of a disaster that is. It's an invasion, all the usual red hat talking points, right? Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to look this up. Where are they getting 3 million border crossings? How is this number getting devised here? Because obviously, my first gut reaction when I see trolls and red hat bots and so on, I assume they're lying. And of course, they are lying. And this takes me to this NBC News story I was teasing a second ago, how NBC News has, much like the CBS News exclusive about the first batch of Biden documents found at the Penn Biden Center, this story starts out with like this alarming number and this alarming headline. And then we get halfway down beyond the point where most people actually read and we find out the real information here. So let's start with the headline. Migrant border crossings in fiscal year 2022 topped 2.76 million, breaking previous record. That's the headline. Topped 2.76 million. This is where those people, the red hat bots and trolls, are getting that 3 million number. And then the subhead says the 2022 numbers were driven in part by increases in the number of Venezuelans, Cubans, and Nicaraguans making the trek north. So you go down, you scroll down. There's a piece by Julia Ainsley. The lead, the number of undocumented immigrants crossing the southwest border for fiscal year 2022 topped 2.76 million, breaking the previous annual record by more than 1 million, according to CBP. For the 12 months ending September 30th, 2022, CBP stopped migrants. Stopped migrants! Stopped! Stopped (laughs) migrants! More than 2.7 million times compared to 1.72 million times for fiscal year 2021, the previous yearly high. They that means they're doing an extra good job? Exactly. That means they're stopping more people. Yes, 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 yes. This goes right along with all of those tweets I've been saving since uh, Joe Biden took office. Disaster on the border, record amount of fentanyl seized at the border, record number of suspected terrorists stopped at the border. But they were stopped. These three million migrants were stopped at the border. In fact, they stopped more migrants at the border this past year, more than they did the previous year. So the record is actually improving. The Joe Biden CBP, the Alejandro Mayorkas Department of Homeland Security is doing better in 2022 than they did in 2021. But this is a crisis. And the way NBC News framed this story, first of all, NBC News' website is terrible. (laughs) Just want to add that. Mm -hmm. Because the headline appears like in the lower third because they've got a bunch of junk that appears at the top of the page. Then you scroll down, you see the headline, you see the subhead, you see a giant photo of migrants walking through an open, like the gates of a fence, but there's a CBP agent standing right in front of them. And so you see the, then there's the caption, then there's the byline, then there's the lead, then there's a recommended breakout box. And then you finally see the mitigating information. This is the kind of shit. And I'm not gonna sit here and categorically blame the entire traditional press, the entire uh, quote unquote mainstream media. This is something that happens more often than it should though. And this is another great example. This is the kind of shit that generates outrage. This is the kind of shit that maybe doesn't convince people that something that isn't happening is actually happening, but it gives them enough wiggle room to play fast and loose with the facts. 
All they have to do, all Jim Jordan has to do, and Matt Gates and Marsha Blackburn and Kevin McCarthy and all the rest, all they got to do is say, well, NBC News reported it. Look at this headline from NBC News. I'm going to screen grab it and post it on my Twitter account. It says, migrant border crossings in fiscal year, top 2.76 million, breaking previous record. How dare Joe Biden do this? It's an invasion. We have open borders. But then you read it. These were people who were stopped. They were stopped and turned back or stopped and detained and processed. This is the kind of stuff I was covering. I talked about this with Fugel saying last night. This is the kind of stuff I was covering during the Snowden uh, reporting. The Snowden reporting was loaded with this kind of thing. Mm. In fact, they've gotten a little better because the mitigating paragraphs in the Snowden reports were dropped way down to like paragraph 21, 22, 23, 24. This at least, well, they've got the mitigating information below the fold still but not as far below the fold, you know? And what I mean by fold is the point at which you need to start scrolling to continue reading the piece. It's sort of like if you pick up a newspaper off the newsstand, the bottom part of the newspaper, that's below the fold. And it's the same thing or similar thing with with websites. So that infuriated me. So I ended up on this (laughs) this whole deep dive into checking out this 3 million migrants number and realizing, no, they've got it wrong again. They're just misreading the press that they seem to hate so much. Anyway, so next up, we got to talk about all of the George Santos lies so far. (laughs) Because we've got new information that now involves a guy named Rocco Opetisano. Okay. (laughs) Uncle Rocky. Is his nickname? Oh man! And oh he's my a God! Human trafficker, right? Yes. Oh, even better. <laughs> yes. And he does he gave... know Matt Gates? What's that? What about yeah. Matt Gates? Does he know Matt Gates? Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. I don't know if he does, but he maybe gave money to Matt Gates. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Matt Gates is going to be in the new Ant Man and Wasp movie, playing Modok? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Matt, those of you comic book nerds know the character, the Marvel villain, Modoc. He looks like him. He looks exactly like Matt Gates. Oh my God, he does. It's almost, oh it's really disturbing. Modoc, David, are you familiar with Modoc? I'm, I'm Googling. How do you spell oh that? M O M O D O K. I don't, I want to say it's a C. <laughs> yeah, he does look like him, doesn't he, David? <laughs> David just found it. David just noticed. <laughs> oh my God, he's just a giant forehead. He's a giant, yes. Modoc yes, is a giant exactly. head with little tiny, like, baby arms coming off the side. <laughs> and looks just like Mad Gates. The smile is exactly the same. <laughs> yes, and the, like, the weird eyebrows, yeah. Matt Gates has very elf-like eyebrows, like yes. Romulan eyebrows. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Well, we've got lots more shows still to come here, including all of George Santos's lies so far and the story of Uncle Rocky expelled from the United States in January of 2019, giving money to George Santos. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part by the After Party Podcast on our Patreon page every Friday. 
Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week, but this one is completely different from the usual shows. The one we're doing today, the one we did yesterday, the one we did Tuesday. The Friday After Party podcast, on the other hand, is loaded with a bunch of politics. we got lots of politics to talk about, obviously, while also uh, talking about uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. So that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And we thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! All-time favorites, all day long! Everybody, come on, let's get down! Are we roller skating now? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. This is of, the course, great. of course, Bob can skate backwards, y'all. Let watch. <laughs> yeah, like, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I didn't know your hair would feather like that, Jody. I'm amazed. <laughs> no, honey, oh, I had a perm in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is the great uh, freak bass. And a song that dropped, I think this was in uh, early 2021. This is a song called Get Down. It also is the theme song for uh, Rick Shue's brand new podcast, Friends from Work. And that is uh, yet to drop. Lots more uh, indie music still to come here. We're doing the indie music countdown at the end of the month again. We're starting that again, but this time no talking. So uh, Bob says, Less DJ. More music, less talk. <laughs> yeah. Hang the DJ, hang the DJ. Yeah. Um. <laughs> In this case, I'm doing a straight up playlist like I did with the indie Christmas music playlist at the end of the year. That worked out nice. so well. People seem to love that. So that's what I'm going to do with the indie music countdown. Just do a straight up playlist of all the songs that we played that month. So here are all of George Santos's lies so far. New York Magazine, the Intelligencer, made a comprehensive list. This is from uh, writer Matt Steib, or Steeb. So, first of all, George Santos lied about where he went to high school. Uh-huh. Uh, his parents allegedly emigrated from Brazil. He says he attended the Horace Mann School in the Bronx during his first years of high school, but had to leave the prestigious private academy in his senior year because, quote, my parents fell on hard times. But a spokesman for the school told CNN in December that there was no evidence he attended Horace Mann. Later, he obtained a high school equivalency diploma. And college. He lied about where he went to college. Santos claims he graduated with a degree in economics and finance from Baruch College. Is that how you pronounce it? I think he also insisted that he was a volleyball star there. Yes, he did. 
Which, yeah. Have you ever met volleyball players who are like really pro volleyball? Like they're all seven feet fucking tall. Yeah, yeah exactly. Really tall. The women really are tall. seven feet tall. The men yeah. are like nine feet tall. Yeah. That's how that works. And, and uh, George Santos looks like a weeble wobble. So uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if he's qualified. Uh, he also never worked on Wall Street. His campaign bio states he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, but representatives for both companies told the Times that they had no record of his employment. Where did he get his money from? When Santos first ran for Congress in 2020, he filed a disclosure showing a salary of $55,000 working as a vice president at a business development company called Linkbridge Investors, where he says he introduced investors to hedge fund managers. Soon after that failed run, he started working at a Florida investment firm called Harbor City Capital, which was accused in April 2021 by the Securities and Exchange Commission of being a Ponzi scheme and stealing $17 million from investors. Oops. <laughs> is the money legit? Not everyone is buying the story that Santos earned his money, how he says he did. As the Times notes, DeValder had no public website or LinkedIn page. And on his campaign financial disclosure, he did not list any clients. In a campaign bio, Santos once described DeValder as his quote-unquote family firm and said it was managing $80 million in assets. Holy shit. Where did that money come from? Asked Representative Dan Goldman of Brooklyn, referring to the $700,000 Santos lent his own campaign. When asked about the $700,000 during an appearance on Stephen Bannon's show, Steve Bannon's show War Room, Santos dodged the question, instead quipping, well, I'll tell you where it didn't come from. It didn't come from China, Ukraine, or Burisma. Ha ha! But he's so painful to me. And that, like, I mean, he's one of those people that you can tell talks way too much. Yeah. Is super insecure and uncomfortable inside his own skin. I mean, I, I think at this point we should just go ahead and diagnose gay Republican as a pathology. <laughs> like, I mean, it's. Well, he might uh, be lying about that, too. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, he. No. The, his Uncle marriage- David's gaydar says. <laughs> okay. Well, what's the deal with his marriages, they ask here in this uh, piece. When Santos flipped New York's third congressional district in November, he became the first openly gay, non-incumbent Republican elected to Congress. His campaign bio discussed his husband, with whom he lives in Long Island, along with four dogs. But Santos never appeared on the campaign trail with his partner, and the Daily Beast could not find a marriage record in New York. When he arrived at the house in January, he was not wearing a wedding ring. In 2019, however, Santos did divorce a woman in Queens. Quote, I'm very much gay, he told the New York Post in December. Quote, I'm okay with my sexuality. People change. I'm one of those people who change. This implies that he decided to be gay. Yeah, you either acknowledge it or you lie. I see, right. right. Okay. That's the choice. That's the binary right there. Like, exactly. It's not like you can turn it on and off like a switch. Right, right. I just, I, I think he's a total creep. But what cracks me up is that, like, you know, he's going on Steve Bannon's show. Yeah. You know, and they're, like, they're, they will tolerate him even though, like, I mean, if he was a Democrat and this was happening, he would be the most, they would be calling him, you know, effete and and – just like an example of lying liberals and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, but, you know, if he says he hates the right people, yeah. he can come to the cookout. Well, he also lied about founding an animal charity. 
Santos's campaign bio claimed he ran a, ran a foundation called Friends of Pets United, saving 2,500 dogs and cats between 2013 and 2018. A noble lie, at least, <laughs> but there were no social media accounts for the organization. So that makes it even worse. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> no IRS records and no evidence of the charity being registered in New York or New Jersey, where Santos claimed to have operated. The Times found that Friends of Pets United held one fundraiser with a rescue group in New Jersey in 2017, for which he charged $50 entry. But the group that threw the event said that it never received any funds and that Santos made up several excuses Ugh. for why he didn't have the money. He's so Trumpy. Yes, womp he's, so, womp. he's practically like, like he is Eric at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's his latest good. thing. He's just like, my name's Eric. And they're like, no, you're George Santos. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, didn't he like take cancer kid money and, and just stick it in his pocket, Eric Trump? Oh, Eric Trump, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Trump Foundation, that's one of the reasons why it was shut down. Yeah, they were buying like life-size bogus paintings of Donald Trump with money that was supposed to go to kids with cancer. Uh, meantime, it's unclear if Santos's mother's death was related to 9-11. In July 2021, Santos wrote on Twitter that the September 11 attacks claimed my mother's life. <clears throat> on December 23rd, 2021, he said it was the fifth anniversary of his mother's passing, a loss confirmed by her obituary. So December 23rd, just so you know, in case uh, any Red Hats are listening into the show, we're getting ready to troll the show. December 23rd is different from September 11th. Yes. Trying to help, being a Mr. Helper for you. Meantime, his grandmother was definitely not a Holocaust victim, uh, and he did not have employees who died in the Pulse shooting. There was the Jew-ish thing. Oh, God. Uh, More like do wish. <laughs> yeah. So they ask you. <laughs> that's great. They uh, anytime. Thank you. Yeah. No, perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what has Santos said about his life that is actually true? As he has claimed, Santos is a 34-year-old Republican born in Queens who will represent New York's wealthiest congressional district. Other than that, pretty much everything is under scrutiny. <laughs> so thank you, New York Magazine. Nice. Outstanding. So, new development that dropped uh, in the last couple of days here from the Daily Beast. Embattled Representative George Santos took an almost certainly illegal donation from an Italian national and confessed smuggler of undocumented immigrants who also happens to be the blood relative of some of his closest local supporters and campaign vendors. I guess his means Santos's. Mm -hmm. The gift from Rocco Opetisano expelled from the U.S. in January 2019 and who was subsequently intercepted piloting a yacht packed with unauthorized migrants and $200,000 in cash toward Florida. That's where all the assholes go now. Florida. I feel bad for our friend Buzz Burbank because... Well, damn, he's taken around truckloads of illegal immigrants. He could get elected governor of Texas, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it was just one facet of the support the freshman Republican and immigrant hardliner received from the Queens-based clan that controls upscale eatery Il Baco. Santos has been unabashed about his affection for the restaurant and his affinity for its owners, Rocco Apetisano's brother Joseph and niece Tina. This just smells like mob to me. Yeah, do you think? I mean, I'm not, I don't know for sure. I mean, according to Tony Soprano, there is no mafia. But this smells like mafia to me. 
Well, here's what's going to happen with George Santos ultimately. This is either going to end with an arrest or he's just going to lose in 2024. It's, right. it's one of those two. He's not going to resign unless, yeah. of course, he's been arrested and, and just simply can't serve. Yeah, uh, but being arrested doesn't mean being convicted. So I think he'd stay true. as long as he would. He said today on somebody uh, saw him, you know, running away from reporters and they asked, will you resign? He says, if 142 people want me to, then I will. It's like, well, I'm one of them. Yeah. Well, he could be extradited to Brazil, right? I hope so. For bad checks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he could end up spending five years in prison in Brazil. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the status of the Brazilian prison system is. But I'm just going to assume it's awful. Not awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking if the Democrats just wait a few more weeks, they might end up in the majority in the House. It's very People possible. get arrested and indicted. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, one of the reasons why George Santos isn't resigning. Because right. Kevin McCarthy needs every last Republican that he can get his hands on because of the just wafer thing. Yeah, so does Matt Schlapp. <laughs> <laughs> The margin is wafer thin. Wafer thin. Wafer. Keep, yeah. yeah. Uh, give me a bucket. Matthew Miller uh, tweeted this today. He said, there's an indictment or guilty plea coming, probably in relatively short order. Uh, yeah, you might be right, Jody. That might not trigger him to resign, but certainly a conviction will. Yes, a conviction is different because then he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't vote. Yeah, he can't um, but, vote. So he he but, doesn't even have to resign in that case. He'd just be in prison and not able to vote. Right. <laughs> so that's okay. That's fine with me. And then he'd lose in twenty twenty four. What? You sure? <laughs> no, that's that's a relatively I'm, safe seat now for Democrats. Yeah, Democrats. I mean, the Democrats did flummox the gerrymander. Yeah. They sure did. They fucked it up, man, and they got caught. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, that judge actually gave a shit. But I think he was appointed by Trump. But regardless, it's you know whatever they fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's not the New York Democrats' fault specifically yeah. that the Republicans control the House right now by a wafer thin margin. Right. But but. If the New York Democrats hadn't flummoxed that gerrymander, the Democrats would still be in control of the House. I'm just throwing that out there. So, uh, meantime, Muggsy has reported today that Mike Pence, Muggsy is, of course, Robert Costa, but Kimberly and I call him Muggsy because he looks like a Muggsy. He just looks like an old-timey newsie. He looks like he'd wear, like, a fedora with a little card in it that says press in the band. (laughs) Running up to a phone booth. I got to phone this in, mister. Get out of the way. (laughs) Pence is moving closer to a 2024 bid after meeting with family over the holidays. Mike Pence is going to run, but not rushing the decision. Quote, in the months ahead, we're going to continue to travel. We're going to continue to listen. I think we're going to have new leadership in this party. So anyone who was thinking that Trump was going to run unopposed, <laughs> continue to disabuse yourself of that notion. Pence, though, I mean, come on. Well, I know. He's got all the charisma of a, like, bottle of spoiled milk. I mean, he just, like, <laughs> like left on the doorstep, like, in the middle of summer, exactly. Like, yeah. Doing the fly in his hair is what that <laughs> noise was. Impromptu fly. Doing a little foley here on the show today. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no chance Mike Pence is going to uh, defeat Donald Trump in the primary. Someone else will. <laughs> Someone else will defeat Donald Trump. In fact, Donald Trump will do a really good job of defeating himself in the primaries. Um, let's see what else here. You know what? Let's take a, a short break and we'll get into the House Republicans a little bit more uh, after these words. 
Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The Metal Birds. This is a song called Just So You Know. Link in the description to support the Metal Birds, one of my favorites here on the show. Oh my god, so good. I'm feeling super caffeinated today. I don't know if you can tell. But uh, <laughs> we just Kimberly picked up a new kind of coffee. It's a darker roast. That is uh, clearly got way more caffeine than I'm used to. So what'd you get? I, well, we always get. I'm not going to endorse the uh, the brand because uh. they're not they're not paying me. But it is, uh, yeah, it's like a, a special dark roast that you can certainly taste it. You can certainly taste the darkness, but you can also feel the caffeine. So I've been mm. a bit of a motor mouth today. We were just talking about that during the break. But uh, David, you you raised a good point about caffeine, which I absolutely. <laughs> concur yeah. with as far as myself at least i just I, you know my husband doesn't do caffeine like yeah. at all like the one time he actually had two caffeinated sodas in a row it was like the last 15 minutes of scarface <laughs> like he's <laughs> come on pelican um, but uh yeah he uh, uh is really sensitive to caffeine so he has in, we had just had two cans that i was grinding beans into in the freezer one was decaf one was regular and i got them mixed up yeah and for about two days there, I thought I was dying. Like, I thought I had a brain tumor. I had this terrible headache. I couldn't get motivated. I couldn't concentrate. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that actually a measurable 85% of my personality is just caffeine overdrive. God, um, that's exactly the case with me. I would have no definable personality whatsoever if it weren't for caffeine. Yeah, uh, you'd be like a sea sponge. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually happened a few times. I've talked about it on the show. Longtime listeners will probably remember me complaining about the fact that Kimberly a couple of times accidentally bought decaf coffee because the packaging right. of the brand that we get mm-hmm. is very similar other than a little green box in the lower right-hand corner that says decaf mm-hmm. that's very easy to miss. So for a couple of weeks in a row, she was buying decaf, and I was drinking decaf, and I was wondering, why do I constantly have a headache? Why do I feel like shit? Am I dying? 
Is it a tumor? <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. That's where, but genuinely, I couldn't do the show. I felt like I was in slow motion. I felt like I was like trying to punch my way out of a marshmallow. It was just horrendous. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. Caffeine, yeah. this show like is. Like my entire powered. motivation to live just yeah. vanished without <laughs> coffee. Like it was yeah. like I hadn't, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the House Republicans have approved the formation of the Weaponization of the Federal Government Select Committee. You know, these are the people who are supposed to come up with catchy titles for things. That's a lot of syllables for their disciples to have to pronounce, first of all. Weaponization of the Federal Government Select Committee. And this committee is, of course... I the first thing they're going to look at is the IRS auditing um, Jim Comey and the, who's the other guy? Andrew yeah. McCabe, yeah. Who, by the way, I think he co-hosts a show with Allison Gill now. He does. He co-hosts Jack with Jack. her. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really good show if you haven't listened to it. After this show, go listen to that show. Yes, make sure to finish this show first. Right, yeah. yes, yes. No, nope, no that. pausing. Make sure to stay no, here. No. Then yes. you can go listen to Allison's show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this committee is set up to investigate any federal agency for perceived wrongdoing against conservatives. Such babies, such fucking unaccountable, whiny diaper babies. And that includes, of course, the FBI, the IRS, the intelligence community. We are a far cry from the Republican Party that appeared post 9-11. Remember the post 9-11 days when it was just like, holy shit, whatever the intelligence community needs, we're going to give them what they need. Right. We're going to let them have unfettered power to do whatever the fuck they want. And now suddenly, 20 years later, the Republicans are like, God damn this intelligence community. Why are they screwing us? Why yeah, are they well, They started figuring out that the biggest threat was local and white. Yeah. And it was suddenly like, oh, fuck the federal government. We got to defang that monster. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they honest to God believe that everything that they have done that is illegal, and we're talking specifically about Donald Trump and the people who surround Donald Trump, including all of the insurrectionists who are, are being prosecuted and who have been convicted. This is the who list. are all dads who've been denied visitation rights. <laughs> exactly right. So by prosecuting these people, this is somehow an egregious violation of the Constitution, of federal law, or whatever they're claiming, even though it's absolutely not. These are real witch hunts. Donald Trump has turned the, word, the phrase witch hunt into something that it's not, and uh, this is a legitimate witch hunt. This is going to be just like the Benghazi hearings where it turned up nothing. It's going to be just like the Hillary Clinton hearings, which also yep. turned up nothing. Yep. At some point, they're going to have to say, we didn't find anything. But at that point, they're going to be screaming about something else. So It'll be so far down the road, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, they will have because nobody in the Republican Party can remember anything that happened more than fifteen minutes ago. Like, uh, yeah, and and guess who's chairing this committee? <laughs> Jim Jordan. Yeah. Jim Jordan, who legitimately well, should be yeah. investigated by the eth should. ethics committee at least. If the committee finds anything, he won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He pledged to probe ongoing criminal investigations at the Justice Department despite the department's longstanding practice of not providing information about ongoing investigations. The yeah, panel I don't see the Justice Department rolling over on that one and being like, sure, you can come meddle around in our ongoing cases. Yeah, yeah. And no. because they've got nothing to hide, I'm sure. Right. 
The panel also has authority to obtain highly classified information typically only shared with the House Intelligence Committee. Democrats, meanwhile, liken the panel to Joseph McCarthy's House on American Activities Committee which harassed Americans suspected of being sympathetic to communism or socialism, saying, quote, the committee is nothing more than a deranged ploy by the MAGA extremists who have hijacked the Republican Party and now want to use taxpayer money to push their far-right conspiracy nonsense. But, but you know what? It's more than that. They're just doing a gigantic, super expensive cover-our-asses routine here. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about. This is a gigantic cover-up disguised as a select committee. Mm-hmm. So as we were predicting before the midterms, the uh, committee to investigate January 6th is going to be replaced with the committee to investigate the committee, blah, blah, blah. (sighs) So that's what's happening there. Meantime, House Republicans filed articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas. He's the Homeland Security (laughs) Secretary. Yeah, for his handling of immigration and the border. You mean the fact that they've caught people at the border? For stopping yeah. people at the border, yes. For okay, got it. S- stopping record numbers of people at the border, for stopping record amounts of fentanyl and meth, stopping record numbers of people on the terrorist watch list. Nothing makes sense anymore, does it? No, no it We have always been at war with East Asia. Exactly. <laughs> Pat Fallon, a Texas Republican, accused Mayorkas of, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors as Homeland Security Secretary, claiming he failed to maintain, quote, operational control over the border, willfully provided perjurous and false and misleading testimony to Congress, and knowingly slandered his own hardworking Border Patrol agents and misled the general public. As House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy called on Mayorkas to resign in November, saying he had failed to secure the southern border, the articles were referred to the Judiciary Committee, chaired by Jim Jordan. I'm sure that's going to go directly to an impeachment. I think Mayorkas is probably going to be impeached. It'll he won't go to the Senate, though. No, no, no he won't be, he no, won't be he removed. Won't. But you, all it has to do to go is is go through the House to be a, an actual impeachment. Yeah. He won't be convicted in the Senate, though. Of course. No, of course not. But this is all but payback. Waste this is a whole lot of time and money doing it. Yeah, of course. This is more of what you said, David. It's more. I know you are, but what am I? It's petty, bullying, payback. That's the entire motivating element of the Republican Party right now. Oh, you try to get us for our crimes? Well, we're coming after you next. So look out. Meantime, uh, Illinois Democrats, this is some great news here. Illinois Democrats successfully banned assault rifles and high-capacity magazines in the state. Gigantic victory here Good. for uh, the gun safety movement. In, but what what about know. the ruling in the Supreme Court for the New York laws, which had to do with uh, permits? But still, I mean, I have a feeling that this is going to get sued into not being legal. Well, at the very least, they upheld the law. They are allowing the law to continue. Well, the on. new law, but they the, the the new law they're allowing to continue until the lower court um, decides what it's going to decide, the, which is good. Because basically the permit carry law was you – in New York, you used to have to prove why you needed a, a permit to carry. I see. And then they overturned that law. And so this new law says, okay, you can you can get the permit, but you can't carry your gun at Times Square or, you know, various other places. Um, and that law is being upheld at the moment. Um, but with this banning of guns uh, – I don't see the Supreme Court letting that stay. 
No, I agree with you. Um, the assumption always with the Supreme Court has to be that they will do the wrong thing. Yeah. And if they do the right thing, it should come as a surprise. Yeah. And, that, and that's yeah, happened so a couple pro-life, of times. They're pro-life, they're going to remove the restrictions on assault rifles. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And finally, are you guys familiar with The Blaze? You guys know this yeah. uh, Glenn Beck? I thought it was media bankrupt. Pro- yeah, I thought it was too. I thought there was something going on with the Blaze that it was going to get shut down or, or something to that effect. But an editor from the Blaze uh, <laughs> tweeted that her New Year's resolution would be to shoot guns and watch college football. That's, well, that's nice. th- this Blaze editor accidentally shot herself in the foot. After Watching pledging football? to, sp- <laughs> yes, after pledging to spend the new year watching football and shooting guns, so haha dot gif. Yes, absolutely. So that's uh, that's what's happening with that. Just goes to show that uh, you play with guns. You don't know what you're doing. They're not toys. You're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. You're gonna shoot your props. eye out. <laughs> You'll put your eye out, kid. You morons. Yeah. Yeah. They're not wardrobe items. They are killing machines. I mean, the most disappointing thing about this story, about this Blaze editor, is that we don't have video. Uh, No, we don't have video. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's kind of kind (laughs) of hoping for video. Yeah. That would have been that would have made it so much more fun if we actually had video of uh, this Blaze editor. Hey, come and get my guns. Oh, did you guys hear about the latest outrage? Republicans no. are pledging their support for their gas stoves. Oh, please. You know what? Okay. That's okay. an L.A. ordinance, first off. And secondly, it's for new construction only. I have a gas stove. I have a gas heater. Yeah. If I need to replace parts or do things, I can still do that because it's... Yeah. Exactly fucking right. Yeah, I need to... Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's just, And first off, I would rather not have a gas stove for an abundant number of reasons. I would like to have not a gas heater or a gas um, uh, dryer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just earthquakes alone. Yeah. Yeah, you don't got to convince me. I survived a gas explosion. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, earthquakes alone, when we had the 94 earthquake, the first thing I did was we got to shut the gas off. Yeah. I'm not making that up, by the way. New listeners, I I actually did. When I was a year old, my house exploded. And uh, my mom was able to get me out of the house before it went up, but yeah, that's what happened. So yeah, when I it mean, comes literally, to literally, we have a thing on our gas meter right now that if there's an earthquake that's um, bigger than a four, yeah, or four point five or something, um, it shuts my gas off automatically now. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was this this other thing. I mean, my house burned down twice, and after the second time it burned down, the second time was an electrical fire. Uh, we had this this uh, guy come over to the house to fix our microwave, and he went to pull the stove out from the wall and disconnected the gas line to the stove. Oh, no. <gasps> and so oh, my mom no. freaked out, as you can imagine. Yeah. And the fire uh, fire department was called, and you know, police showed up. Everyone showed up. And they go into the house, and there's the guy just sitting at the kitchen table reading the newspaper. <laughs> Everything was fine. No problem. Because he, he just like, smoking his cigarette. You just, know? <laughs> yeah, he turned off the gas and everything was fine. All right, Shadow Docket coming up next. See you over at our Patreon page, five dollars a month, and you can listen to the Shadow Docket. See you over there, folks. Take care. Bye bye.